Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. Once again, thank you to all of my new subscribers. Thank you to everyone who continues to come back to every episode to listen. And thank you to everyone who is sharing the podcast because it has been growing and I'm so humbled. So if you like what you hear, if there is an episode that resonates with you, please, please continue to share it. Okay, so let's jump right in. Today, I want to talk about a high requested episode. I want to talk about love languages. Love languages is something that's so important in communication styles when it comes to relationships. And it's something that I think would benefit anyone who's in a relationship or friendship or family, any type of relationship, because not everyone communicates love in the same way. And likewise, people have different ways that they prefer to receive love. So there's two concepts we're talking about. We're talking about the concept of giving love, and then we're talking about the concept of receiving love. So you may give love in a certain way, but you may want to receive it in a different way. So the concept of love languages was developed by Gary Chapman. He's a PhD, and he is the author of The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts, where he describes the five unique styles of communicating love. So those styles are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and physical touch. Now, some of you may be familiar with the five love languages. You may have even taken a love language test. You can Google it. There's lots of different tests that are out there. And again, the way you receive love may be different than the way that you give love. Communication is so important when it comes to relationships because it takes the guesswork out. You may think that you're giving love to your partner in a certain way and that it's working, but the reality is that may not be what they want and how they need to receive love. Therefore, their needs go unmet and you may not even know it, especially if the communication is not present within the relationship. It also helps to avoid any types of misunderstandings. We're going to get into what the criteria is of each love language, but let's say that your love language is physical touch or quality time and your partner gives you a gift instead. Well, you might get upset because that's not your love language, but if your partner doesn't know that's not your love language, they may not be intentionally doing anything to not meet your needs. This helps build trust in the relationship and it lets your partner know that you support them. And it helps you grow as a partnership in a relationship, whether that's a friendship or maybe even closer with a family member. So let's dive into what are the love languages. So the first love language is words of affirmation. It's a love language that verbally acknowledges affection. Let's just say that you are somebody who likes to express your gratitude towards your partner. You like to give them a lot of compliments, tell them that they look really nice, say, I love you tell them how you're feeling. Your love language of expressing and giving is words of affirmation. Now, likewise, if you are someone who likes to be flattered, if you are someone who likes your partner to tell you when they are appreciative of you, to tell you when you look nice, to acknowledge you, to hear things from them verbally, then it's quite possible that your love language is words of affirmation. You may also be someone who likes to receive text messages frequently throughout the day or likes to talk on the phone a lot, and vice versa, you may be someone to give that in return. So someone who likes to give words of affirmation, they are going to be wanting to have that constant communication within the relationship, and that is what's going to make them feel secure and have trust within the relationship. The second love language is called quality time. So this love language is really about spending quality time with your partner. 
So somebody whose love language is quality time may value spending physical time over maybe getting a gift or words of affirmation or any other love language. They might really want to spend time with their partner, go out and do fun things, stay at home and watch a movie. As long as they're spending time with their partner, that's when they feel trust, they feel valued, they feel secure within the relationship. These individuals love when active listening is present, eye contact, and full of presence. It's all about being present when it comes to this love language. I know for me, I'm really big on words of affirmation and quality time, but my love languages have changed over the years. Words of affirmation for me is a big thing. I want to hear it. I want to know when you think I look nice. I want to know when you're thinking about me. I want to know that I mean something to you. I also really value quality time because quality time to me is something that holds value over anything else because time is money. Time is valuable. You can't get that back. So for me, if you're making the effort to spend time with me, that speaks volumes. And I find that a lot of people, especially in this generation of dating, really lack those values. It's so hard to find somebody who actually just puts in the effort and the time. So for me, Those are my core values. Those are my love languages. But it's again, it's also important for you to understand what your love language is and what your partner's love language is. Okay, so let's talk about the third love language, acts of service. Acts of service is all about action. So this is when you value when your partner goes out of their way to make life easier for you. So for example, if your partner does the dishes, or maybe they take out the trash, or maybe they do something for you that you don't have to do, so now it cuts time out of your day. So the term actions speak louder than words, this embodies what that means. So even chores or doing something that is like taking the kids to school so you don't have to, whatever that means, acts of service, when someone really values this, their partner is going to do something for them that makes their life easier. I personally appreciate acts of service, and I think now especially because I've gotten older, I think it's a nice notion, but it's not the top on my love language list. But for some, especially maybe you've been married a long time or maybe you've been with your partner a long time, your love language may now be acts of service because the little things that give you more time to yourself might be something that you value. The fourth love language is gift giving. I think it's a preconceived notion that all women like gifts. I personally, I don't need a gift. This is the last on my love language list. Now, don't get me wrong. If a man buys me something, I will be grateful. I've only had that happen once where somebody has taken me shopping. And of course, I'm appreciative, but it's definitely not on my top one, two, three, or even four. To be honest with you, gifts come dead last for me. But it's important, again, to know your partner's love language because if they are a gift-giving person and that's how they show their love and you do not value gifts, if they're trying to show you their love by giving you a gift and that's something that you don't value, there's a huge disconnect there because you may not feel like you're being loved and appreciated, whereas your partner may feel like, well, what do you mean? Look at all the stuff that I'm giving you. I'm giving you my love. I'm showing you my love. But again, it's important to know your love language. For some, it's not about the monetary value. It's the symbolicness behind the item. It's the thought behind the item. So people with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the reflection, 
deliberately choosing the gift, the time that it takes to choose the gift and the representation that it has for the relationship. Likewise, if you like to receive gifts as your love language, you understand the process behind this and this might be how you wanna receive love. People that have a love language of receiving gifts, they enjoy being gifted something that's both physical and meaningful. So it's not always about the Louis Vuitton bag or the Chanel bag. It might be the picture frame with the significance of the picture in it. Maybe it's a special picture that you guys took on a trip together and your partner took the time to put it in a frame and give it to you as a gift. It's the symbolicness behind it. Now, of course, are there some people that just want the bag? They just want the Gucci bag and the Louis Vuitton heels and the red bottoms. Yeah, I mean, do you, boo, if that's what you like, go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, it's just communicating with your partner so that you're both on the same page with what your love language is, how you like to give it and how you like to receive it. The fifth love language is physical touch. So physical touch is exactly what it sounds like. It's touching. It's being affectionate. It's holding hands in public. It's cuddling up next to each other when you're watching a movie. People who have this as their love language, they feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, kissing, cuddling, sex, physical intimacy. When they're physically intimate, whether that's, you know, sexual or just being intimate outside or on the couch, it can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people who have this love language. And this goes back to our childhood. Think about it when we're children and we want to be affectionate with our parents. We want our mother's affection. We want that deep love from our parents when we were held or kissed or, or told we did a good job or when we fell down and we hurt ourselves. This makes us feel secure and safe. And this goes into our adulthood where when we're hugged and kissed and loved, we feel safe, we feel secure. So people with this love language really value physical touch because for them, physical touch equals safety and trust and security within the relationship. So now let's talk about how you can communicate and actions you can take once you know your partner's love language. So let's say that your partner's love language is words of affirmation. Things that you need to really focus on communicating is encouragement, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and actively listen. So remember, when we're talking about actively listen, we're not listening to speak. We're listening to understand. So actions that you can take, you can send an unexpected note. And who writes hand notes anymore? I think writing notes is super romantic. I know that when back in the day when I was in love and in in a new relationship, I used to write little notes all the time because I just wanted to express my love. And I know if someone did that for me, I would love something like that. And it's very minute. It's very small, but it can be very meaningful. Send an unexpected text or get them a card. Make them a card. Genuinely encourage them, support them, and do it often. Be consistent. So how can you communicate to your partner if your partner's love language is physical touch? Well, physical touch is all about the nonverbal. So this is going to be important that you use your body language to express your love to your partner. This can be done by hugging, kissing, PDA out in public. Showing physical affection and making intimacy a priority is going to be very important if this is your partner's love language. Because for somebody that has physical touch as a love language, they want to feel the physical safety and the trust and the security that this love language brings. Now, what if your partner's love language is gift giving? How can you better communicate? 
Well, you're going to communicate through thoughtfulness, making your spouse a priority and speaking purposely. Give thought to the gifts that you give. So don't just give a gift to give the gift. What is the meaning behind the gift? Because for individuals that have this love language, it's all about the meaning of what you're doing, the gestures behind it, and the thought process that it took in order to give this gift. Okay, let's talk about my favorite one, quality time. So what if your partner values quality time? So I think for this, it's all about intentional action. That's where the communication is going to be really important. Uninterrupted and focused conversations, one-on-one time. That means putting your phone down, not having distractions. What are actions that you can take when you have an individual or a partner that values this love language? Well, anything that you can spend time together, plan a paint night, go to the beach during the day, take walks, do small things, a weekend getaway, anything that you can do with your partner to do one-on-one quality time. Because I can guarantee you that nine times out of 10, someone with this love language is not going to be picky about what you do as long as they're spending time with you because they value quality time. How can you communicate if your partner's love language is acts of service? Because acts of service is all about doing. So use phrases like, I can help you with that. Would it be helpful if I did X, Y, or Z? Because they want to know that you're on their side. They want to know that they have a partner. They want to know that their partner is going to be there for them. So do chores with them. Anything that's going to make their life easier or their day go by easier is going to be value added. And it's something that they're going to appreciate if this is what their love language is. Now, it's also important to know that you can have more than one love language. You can have multiple love languages. You can have your top three and you can have two that are not as high as the other ones. It doesn't mean that one is better or one is worse than the other. You just might favor one or two over the other ones. Like for me, like I mentioned earlier, words of affirmation is huge for me. Physical touch is also big and quality time. I like to be told when someone is thinking about me, I like to be touched and I like when someone spends quality time for me. And although I appreciate gifts and I appreciate acts of service, like, don't get me wrong, if you want to give me a bag, I'm not going to say you are the worst person ever. How dare you? Of course, I'm going to be appreciative. I'm not saying that that's ever happened, but if it ever was to happen and someone did that for me, of course, I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to be appreciative. But if I was in a relationship with someone who all they did was buy me gifts, but they didn't spend quality time or they didn't give me words of affirmation, I would not feel wanted. I would not feel needed and my needs would go unmet. So it's also important that you communicate your love languages to your partner. And remember, it's a two-way street. So you have to be letting your partner know what you need in the relationship and vice versa. They need to let you know what they need because if you're the only one that is voicing your needs and your needs are continuing to go unmet and they're not putting in the effort, then this is not going to work. You both have to be understanding of each other's love language, not only how you give love, but also how you receive. And you may have to adjust the way that you give love because the way that you give love may not be how your partner wants or needs to receive it. So it's very important that you understand what they need in order to feel valued and secure within the relationship. So the love languages, it's like a spectrum. So it's possible that you can have all five love languages that you need in order to feel valued and secured within the relationship. And your primary love language can be one or the other. Again, there's no right or wrong to this. And a lot of this can be connected to childhood. So let's say when you were a kid, 
Your mother didn't show you a lot of physical touch or affection. This might be something that projects into your adult relationships, and this might manifest into your primary love language because if you feel physical touch from your partner, your needs are being met because perhaps when you were a child, these needs went unmet. Same with words of affirmation. If you were a child and your mother or your father didn't give you those words of affirmation that you needed to feel secure and to feel trust as a child, And so now as an adult, this might be your primary love language that you need in order to feel secure within the relationship. But it's also important to have healthy boundaries between you and your partner because what you don't want to do is use love languages as an attempt to control your partner's behavior. For example, if your love language is physical touch and you start telling your partner, well, if you loved me, you would have sex with me more. Consent is also an important part of a healthy relationship. And telling your partner, if you loved me, you would do X, Y, and Z is never acceptable. Because part of learning to speak the love language of your partner is communicating about ways to express love that feels good for both of you. So again, this is not just about you. It's not just about your partner. It's about both of you. And if both of you can come on the same understanding and on the same page of what each other's love language is, you're setting the relationship up for success. But if you or your partner is demanding that you engage in behaviors that you are uncomfortable with in order to prove something or prove how much you love them, then you're gonna make them feel guilty or there's gonna be issues in the relationships, there's gonna be arguments and there's going to be a disconnect and you're setting yourself up for failure. And frankly, that's just emotional abuse. And love languages is not just for people in relationships. This is for single people too. Learning your love language can be amazing growth for you to understand what your needs are in a relationship for your future relationships. Because if you know what your love language is and can effectively communicate that from the beginning, you might save yourself a lot of time if someone else is not able to provide that or meet your basic needs when it comes to a relationship. Love languages is just one effective way of communicating within a relationship. There are lots of different tools that you can use in order to have effective communication tools in your toolbox. I call it my toolbox. Love languages is something that can be used in order to understand yourself as well as your partner or your potential future partners. It's not a fix all. It still takes two. You still have to put an effort to understand each other, to communicate, to understand yourself. It shouldn't be a chore and it shouldn't be something that makes you feel bad and it shouldn't be overly difficult because if it is, that might be your sign that you need to walk out or reconsider different ways to communicate. Again, love languages should not be the only tool in your toolbox. There's lots of different tools and methods in order to help you communicate and grow as an individual and within your relationship. This is only one, but I would encourage each and every one of you to find out what your love language is. And if you're in a relationship, find out what your partner's love language is. Because again, if you know what your love language is and you know what their love language is, you are setting yourself up for success. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Diary of an Empath. And until next time, thank you so much. And please do not forget to rate and review this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. See you next time. 